Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to a raw edition of Sour Graps. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. Everything doesn't suck anymore. With me, as always, is Kate. Uh, Kate, I, I said to you, uh, Hunter being in charge of, uh, of Raw um, is good for wrestling and bad for sour graps. This is going to put me out of business, and uh, I don't know what to do about it because uh, I honestly really liked most of the show. Alex, I'm having a bit of an identity crisis because I'm already filling in for Denise Salcedo, which is why I have the yeah. wedding veil. Yeah. Um, but also, it's been so long <laughs> since I have almost entirely liked an episode of Raw. I don't know really what to do with myself. The one after MSG was like, okay, and then had the Big E moment, right? Yeah. Um, but this, what was really impressive to me is, and I'm going to take off this veil momentarily because I'm realizing how ridiculous I sound wearing it. Um, what's really impressive to me about this is, this was almost three hours of really good wrestling and um, it didn't have Cody and it didn't have the main title and it only had one mid card title, which they threw some prestige back on and a lot from, from the women's division, obviously, which we're going to, we're going to talk about a lot, but um, just an incredibly impressive feat to a ever book three hours of wrestling. Well, and B, um, to do so without your champion on the show, or most of your titles, really. I mean, they have the tag titles there, too, obviously. But my goodness, like, they said it was going to be a statement raw. It was a statement raw. I thought we were going to be seeing this level of growth in a few months down the line. But, man, nope. Here we go. We're in the Hunter era now. <laughs> Before we get too too deep into the weeds, we should probably explain. Uh, if you were expecting to see Sean Rochap and Denise Salcedo, they are off tonight. Uh, you got the B team, which is really the A team. Um, there it is. Uh, you, you got uh, because Denise got married yesterday, so she's on her honeymoon. She did, Hence. and uh, and and Sean um, is uh, is on the lamb because I, I I heard he murdered some guy over the weekend, just verbally assaulted a, a man and left him near death. It's true. Uh, and so he just listen, uh, the, the authorities are looking into it, but so far they realize he deserved it. So it's totally fine. However, he's still, he's still, he's, he's, he's on, he's on, he's on the lamb for now. He'll be back soon. Um, 
now, um, we we talked about the SummerSlam two days ago, and we're like, okay, let's see what we go on the Raw after SummerSlam because there's there's the potential for a lot of really great things here, especially this women's division. Um, I uh, I think we should mention uh, to start out with uh, Becky Lynch separated her shoulder. There's a photo going around of her shoulder just ganked to all hell. Uh, it's really actually unsettling to look at. Um, I cannot believe she wrestled most of a match in that kind of pain. That's amazing. Uh, but she's hurt. And I really wonder what the plan was for if Becky Lynch is fully healthy coming out of that match going forward, uh, leading us through the next uh, few months. Um, but it sure seems like old Trips is able to think on his feet because he got us, whatever whatever plan A was, plan B looks pretty damn good. Um, uh, we'll talk more about this faction warfare that's going forward, but I will say this. You have what is available to you uh, is a storyline that can carry the show. Just straight up carry the show. I don't know, through Survivor Series where you have the final blow off. Like that's something really cool where you could, where you could do it that way. Um, dare I say, it's, it's, it's trips. So maybe we'll see the first ever main roster War Games match. Oh my God. <laughs> That would be incredible. Yeah, so I'll just say I was very um, – I'm always impressed by by Becky Lynch. And I thought their match was probably from a ring perspective match of the night uh, at the pay-per-view. I thought it was fantastic. And I had said that she was such a ring general and that Bianca is such a star um, that it just made for a really lovely combination. I don't know how uh, you <laughs> you are able to be – not only able to finish the match, but be able to kind of, I felt like, I don't want to make it sound like Bianca's, Bianca's having her hand held because she's beyond that, but there's there's a ring general in there and it was Becky Lynch and to, to be that mentally locked in when her shoulder was separated for the majority of that match is incredible. Never mind the execution, never mind the fact that she was still selling moves, she was still very much in the match. So obviously what a huge blow coming like into the Triple H era. My guess is she would have been where Alexa Bliss was tonight. Would just be just be my sure. guess. I think they would mm -hmm. have done the the work to make Asuka and Becky make up. Um, but I that purely purely speculation. Um, yeah, I, I would assume so as well. Um, we got the Becky um, promo. Uh, she really is just a perfect baby face, isn't she? She's kind of weird that they forced her to be a heel for a year for no friggin' reason. Like, here's the deal. Um, guys, like, I'm I'm very positive about what's going forward, but a lot of a lot of my uh my positivity about what's going forward has to come from recognizing that all of the unforced errors made by the previous regime where they didn't have to do all this stuff that made raw nigh unwatchable for years. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, don't fight against it. Let's get this thing here, do this thing, this thing. Hey, I got an idea. How about some great wrestling on your wrestling show? All this other kind of stuff. But like one of them is Becky comes back. You don't even let us 
get a moment of being able to be like, yay, Becky's back. We missed her so much. She went off to become a mother and that's awesome and honorable. And here she is back willing to entertain us. We want to love her. Let us love her. And the first thing they did was say, nope, you have to boo this person. And it didn't take for a long time. It took a long time for us to be like, you know what? Actually, I, I, I guess I have to boo this person. But a lot of people never did. She was still getting pretty big reactions as a baby face, even when she was pulling the most dastardly stuff possible. Now she comes out and she cuts the most effortless. Like, I, here's what she did. She says, I lost myself in trying to be the person who gets all of your attention without realizing who I actually am, which is the person who perseveres and uh, has all the grit and all that kind of stuff. Like that person, the person who somehow makes it through that match on Saturday. Not the person with the crazy clothes and all the weird stuff to try and just get everybody's eyeballs on her. The the real me. Um, and that is a true heel turning babyface promo. Yes. That's how you do that. We saw a great example of how not to do that later in the show. But, to, but this first one was perfect. This was great. Um, I love that. She also became the man again, like her just reverting back to the thing that we knew and fell in love with. And what Bianca did after this, I also am so excited to talk mm -hmm. about because I think she did a great job bridging the gap between wanting to beat up Becky and wanting to have her respect. I thought she did a wonderful job with that. But you know how I know we're so excited about this episode, Alex? What's that? We never told anybody to get in their super chats. We never told anyone to get in their humper chats. We, we never told everyone to leave a thumbs up on this video. And we never told you that tonight is the Raw Post Show for August 1st, brought to you by NordVPN and Manscaped. So there you go. We forgot the whole spiel. At you the do this whole thing on you do this show. stuff on Tuesdays, so I don't know how to I don't know how to do it. This You're is, tired. You had you had to do <laughs> Ric Flair nearly dies in the ring last night. So, uh, so you, you're tired and I, I always let you do this meal on, on Tuesday. So that's why I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody now just in the chat too, I'm seeing people are like, are we doing tasks tonight? Yes, we are doing them. You can also go to twitch.tv backslash Fightful Gaming and donate bits to us on Twitch, which we appreciate. So please, we want to talk about this with you. I think Alex and I are just so excited to have something yes. fun to yes, talk about. Really and on WWE programming, it was so refreshing tonight. Um, but yes, as far as the opening of the shows go, show goes, it was really unfortunate news. Um, Becky is just such a force to to be reckoned with in, in women's wrestling. What an incredible, um, what an incredible amount of contribution she's made to this point in her career already. Like, and she. She is so likable that, like, even when she was a heel, I was still rooting for her so much. Like, my my smart mark brain was, like, mm -hmm. still rooting for her. I thought the stuff she did with Liv as a heel was really great. Um, some stuff she's done in interviews was super fun. But she's just really likable. Like, I really want to cheer for her. So I'm so glad that um, Triple H feels the same as I do from a booking perspective. I also feel like part of the Achilles heel of the last regime was that they just they love having heel champions which is fine but not 
oversaturation, like the amount of time someone would become champion and turn heel or have to turn heel to become champion was, it was just getting exhausting. And I personally, just as a matter of taste, I prefer an, a nice mix. I prefer a guy that is holding something that all the good guys are chasing after a lot of times. It's a super fun story, but I also want to be able to cheer for a champion on my show on occasion. So I think that it's, it's a healthy decision to, to turn Becky face. If Becky was going to be an Alexa's track or Oscar's track, I feel like that would have been a really fun story to build out alongside Bianca as well. But really, really, um, unfortunate news to to open the show but i think uh, a great promo that got delivered and when she comes back i mean god she came back from giving birth not sure too long after and she was doing some of the best work of her career in ring wise especially so um best wishes to to becky that's a, a rough injury and i can't believe how well she performed in the match at SummerSlam with it just nuts yeah, um, it's <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of crazy the way that she just she says you know she changed her Twitter bio to or, or Twitter handle to the man or whatever again, and then she she traced her whole thing around that I I don't I don't let the match define me I define the match no man will define me I define the man and then Be- Bianca comes out and says you don't just define the man you are the man. Um, and and they they have a, another embrace. It's great. Um, and then Becky says, "Okay, you hold it down, B. I'll be back." And I thought that was such a great way to like for her to like just go out and be like, "Obviously, I'm not going to be around. I got to get some rehab on this thing." Uh, but you, yeah, Raw is in good hands with you, and I'll be back. Don't you worry about it. I thought it was a really great way of doing it. Then Bianca does I don't know four or five words. And we cut to the back, and it's Bailey and the Bailey buddies um, just murdering poor Becky Lynch backstage. And I was like, yes. Because not because here's the deal. I love Becky Lynch just like saying, okay, B, you hold it down. I'm leaving. I'll be back, though. But I love even more Bailey being like, well, you may be back, but I'm going to try and make sure you take even longer to come back. Because I know if, if, it's, if, if you're gone then we have run of the thing here because, because at this point, Bianca's all by her lonesome. So, so if we can keep you out for six, eight, 12 months by really hurting you, then great. That's good. And I, I, I thought that was excellent. Um, uh, that made a lot of sense. I love Bianca seeing it and immediately sprinting backstage in heels to try and stop everything, getting pissed about everything. And, and the trainers trying to help, uh, Becky, I thought all that was was so great. The Bailey, the Bailey bunch, as we're going to call them now, until they come out with a, a, a true uh, faction name, they're they're already killing it as 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 a, as a faction. It's some really really good stuff. So I actually do want to dig into what Bianca said because I thought it was great. She had really done a wonderful job here of just addressing the elephant in the room. Of, yeah, that's true. <laughs> of um. You're probably wondering why I give a crap about the respect of this person when we've been trying to beat the crap out of each other for the past year. Well, let me tell you. And she kind of did a really great job, I think, of of talking about their story and saying that this started with a handshake and it's ending with a handshake. And that in that time, she she kind of earned her stripes and that she respects Becky Lynch for the challenge, which I, I thought that was really good stuff. 
And it also was a sincere enough moment that it made the backstage attack a little bit more surprising. Like, I think it was possible you could have seen that coming. I, I figured that was something that might happen. But something that you mentioned before was Becky came back and they didn't even give us a minute to cheer for her. They did the same thing with Bailey, but this is just so damn cool that it's an exception to that. I think Bailey is going to be working heel, obviously moving forward here, but to come back with EO and to come back with Dakota, who wasn't even with the company, like just makes my heart sing. It's funny because I kind of want to cheer for all three of them too, but having a heel powerhouse stable running rough shot when you have a babyface champion you were turning Becky face, right? So you kind of needed the balance on the other side of that. That's a little bit of a different ball game. I kind of still wanted to cheer for Bailey just because I was so excited to see her back. But um, this just has a different feeling to it than when Becky came and, and cut Bianca's legs out from under her. And they had to do a full year of programming to, to correct that mistake, right? So this just feels different. I think she's a different type of heel showing up with with two other women I think is so cool. Um, and Bailey's evolution in WWE is just so special to go from the hugger to the heel that she was, that was serious to the ding dong hello stuff to back to this more middle ground relatable heel stuff. She's so good. She's so good at a lot of this. I think she's going to have a lot of value in helping EO and Dakota get over immediately. And I, yep. I'm just all for this balance of women's wrestling in the show and they got nearly as many segments as the men did an immediate immediate difference that i noticed yeah um we got some uh some humper and uh uh super chats nerd guru who's always supporting uh, all all things fightful and all things sour grab says becky's promo was perfect plan of the seed for when she comes back for a monster baby face pop and run i cannot wait for that i think she'll be back sooner than we than we than we think like she should be the last member of Team Bianca at Survivor Series versus Team Bailey. Like that might be something. Uh, that would be well. cool. That would be really uh, cool. Nerd Guru says uh, Becky was made to be a baby face. That is an undisputable fact. But she was a great heel from day one through SummerSlam. Yeah, the the 2022 was better than the tail end of 2021. Nobody nobody really bought it. They were like, okay, so when do we get to cheer for you again? Uh, through yeah, through the end of the fall. But that was top notch heel work. During 2022. Yeah, her, her um, work also got better as she got more comfortable with it. I think it was not a fit, so it took her a minute to find her stride. Yeah. Uh, Nerguru finishes by saying, I think uh, that was the best Raw in forever. Really great stuff. Great in-ring. Great pacing. Old habits die hard with DQs and whatnot, but even then I understood why they did them. And above all, the man is going to come around once again. He left quick, Bex. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, uh, we... We got a, a a thing. I believe it was Wrestle Votes tweeted it out that like the the show was so jam packed that the USA Network said, you know what, you can just go ahead and run the first hour without any ads if you want, you know. And I was like, they could just they could just do that. That's pretty cool. Um, and they did. They ran the first hour without ads. Um, and it it the the pacing didn't feel like they were like, oh crap, what do we do here to fill the time we normally would do with with commercials. They actually just did a full-on hour of really good wrestling, uh, with really good professional wrestling, meaning the sports entertaining side and also like actual in-ring stuff. But Daryl Fenderson says one hour of free ads made the second two hours suck ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see how it it, it, it uh, definitely. Here's where I found it. 
We're going to talk about this in a second. The, um, the triple threat in the first hour felt like a much better match because there were no ads in it. Uh, and the, sec- the second triple threat match which happened in the second hour was like, all right, oh, okay. And you like there's there's the there's the picture in picture, but I was like, I'm not really watching the picture in picture. <laughs> so um so yeah, that that kind of that kind of did that. Um, but we were told ahead of time we're gonna get um uh, the undisputed tag team title match. Um was gonna be the was gonna be the main event with uh the Mysterios getting a shot against uh, the Usos. Um and we also were we also were told that we're gonna have two triple threat matches. Uh, creating uh, the two winners of those two matches fight each other later in the night, and then the winner of that faces Bobby Lashley for the United States uh, Championship. And imagine that, okay, using six really talented wrestlers to fight against each other to get down to two guys to have another great match to use in ring storytelling and actual in ring work to determine. Who is the best and who gets to face the champion? Imagine that. It's a crazy idea. Never been tried before, but thank God for Triple H innovating on his first week. So I did see a lot of stuff on social media that was like, Triple H is a genius. And I was like, wrong. He's a magician. (laughs) He is a magician that he closed the gap from where we were to where we are now so quickly. He is not a genius. Because a lot of what he did was very simple, fundamental, extremely get out of your own damn way kind of stuff tonight. This was not him innovating. This wasn't him reinventing the wheel. This was him getting the product to make sense again. And because the question has never been about the talent that was there, guys. The question has never been about WWE's roster and their abilities. The question, for the most part. The question has been, why the hell are you using them like this? So when people say things like he's a genius, I feel like, no, I think he's very smart. I think he's very well studied. I think he is a magician for what he did tonight. This was a perfect example of something that was incredibly similar. Somebody in the chat saying Triple H is a wizard. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But um, very, very simple stuff here. Very, very simple stuff here. Stakes. So to the point of the second half of the show dragged a little bit more than the first. Yes, the ads didn't help. But I also think part of it was because so many of the things in the second half were circling back to so many of the things that happened on the first half of the show, which I don't mind because it's all within the same rule book, right? But it was like, I saw Ciampa once this episode already or whatever, like little things like that. So um, I don't have complaints about it, but I do think the momentum of that first hour slows down a little bit when you're circling back on things that just kind of happened. But really, really loved like how simple it was to just build out stakes. Little things like Booker T joining on on commentary for an important match, like a, a video package. We're going to talk about it later, but for the U.S. title, like such simple stuff here, guys. Like. I see it. and like dorky stuff in the chat like Tony Khan is nervous. No! No, he's not! He put on one of the best timelines ever put on on Wednesday. I don't think anybody's nervous. I think maybe in this weird world, Alex and I just get to maybe enjoy um, watching the wrestling that we're covering from wall to wall. Let's 
hope so. Let's hope so. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that I think that um, iron sharpens iron, as they like to say. It is a cliche in WWE terms, but it actually is true. In this case, um, the competition is 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 good. It's good. Like when when Nitro was at what is was at its peak uh, before the fall, uh, and 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 Raw had to program against them and back and forth. That was the that was uniformly everyone agrees. The best era to be a wrestling fan was like 97 through 99. It was a very, very brief window. Hopefully we had a longer shelf life there. But I would love it if everybody tuned in to both shows and had a rip-roaring good time and didn't have to like yell at each other about which one's better. Just, just can so they both dorky. be... Can we? Can they both be good and we enjoy both watching them? Um... So uh, we got a bunch of uh, Humper and uh, and and uh, Super Chats here. Uh, we're going to uh, go through them now pretty quick. Here we go. Tremaine Perryman says, glad this Sour Graps isn't so sour. Cheers to enjoying wrestling. Cheers to enjoying wrestling. Cheers to you yes. two and cheers to the chat. Thank you, Tremaine. Um, uh, <laughs> Jerry Pringle says, uh, never underestimate the power of sour. <laughs> That's good. It's true. Um, uh, and Jimmy Pringle also says, Monday night primetime SGS is in effect. Strap in, new kids. We're in for a fun time. Pop Elizabeth and the Council of Marks. Mayor Gabagool runneth over. That is so many in-jokes in one sentence. I don't even know how to begin. It's impressive. We said bring the weirdness of, of Team Kalex, me and Alex, over to the Monday night show. Challenge was accepted. I appreciate that. Yeah. Another thing um, that I just, because there's not really a natural place for this to fit in, but but while we were talking about the commercial breaks, overall, the pacing of this show, so good. man, Raw felt like doing biology homework for a really long time. It was like so slow and it was a chore to watch and it was so tedious. The, the production overall of the pacing, the lack of nonsensical backstage segments, the... Um, lack of bitch and balls promos um so many so many really like refreshing changes and again these simple little ones you know alex we didn't get one of these tonight no no balls no. promo nope but you know what i will say alex what's that sometimes like dudes gotta take care of their balls like let's let's just be honest maurice's purse is not like that far off base you want them to be in great condition you want them to be looking good practically bedazzled practically bedazzled but you need the right tools to do it alex because oh, yeah. it can be painful if not so oh, yeah. i think what should happen is that sean refsap should sneak in here real fast definitely not in a pre-tape and tell you all about it as we phone him in sean are you with us Surely you didn't think that just because I'm not physically on this show that we would shave off our ad reads, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Because we're busy shaving something else off, my friends. Make sure you have those manicured nuts with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Oh, man. You don't want to look like you've gone through a main event match with your nutsack when you're trying to care for them. 
And Manscaped makes sure that you don't with that perfect package 4.0. The hygiene bundle includes a lawnmower 4.0, weed whacker, boxers, travel kit, and liquid formulations. That lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof with advanced skin safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts and even has a light to help you with your close shave. The weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Make sure you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes. And it also has proprietary skin safe technology. But even beyond that, you get the boxers, you get the travel bag, they've got a foot duster, they've got a crop reviver, it's a ball toner of all things, plus the crop preserver to prevent chafing. Manscaped.com, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL. Manscaped.com. Uh, yeah. Take 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 care of your balls, uh, especially if they're massive. Balls. Especially if they're massive, especially if you've bejeweled them, you want to make sure the jewels nice stay and in shiny. place, nice and shiny, nice and shiny. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yes, so a few more of these uh of these things, these uh, humper chats here. Um, <laughs> um, uh, wrestling breakdown says congrats on the marriage, Denise. Congrats on taking out the trash, Sean. Any thoughts or hopes on what HHH will do with the 24-7 title? My thoughts and hopes are that we never hear about it again. It just just fades into the background and nobody ever mentions it ever again. That's my hope. I think it was Will Washington who said on Twitter, like, I don't even need you to explain it away. Like, just get rid of it. Yep. It could be a fun device if they used it differently. I usually try to give alternatives when I say stuff like that. I don't really have that as I have just um, been married. So uh, mm-hmm. I just am like a little distracted, a little all over the place from the big day. But um, I don't know. Give it to our truth. Our truth had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I suppose. I, th- I, I think when he's ready to retire... He should just he should just ride off into the sunset with it, <laughs> you know. With his that baby. would be really fun because, like, it was fun initially when him and Carmelo were doing silly stuff with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so we got our our uh, our very first um, uh, triple triple threat tonight, which was AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali versus The Miz, um, and uh, it was the. Uh, just, just, just an awesome match. Um, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali, we, 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 we knew he wasn't going to win. Um, we knew. Oh, it but he was on my television wrestling in a good and match. It was pretty great. Like there was there they they uh the, he got to do he got to do some of his great work, which is he will he will sell the hell out of whatever the hell you do to him. Uh, he will make you look like a trillion dollars and then he will fly out of nowhere off the top rope to the outside to hit a tornado DDT and murder AJ Styles. Because that's what he did. And it was pretty great. Um, uh, the Miz got to be his sneaky self. AJ Styles w- was excellent. This didn't feel, for the most part, like a, a typical, okay, you and me will fight while that guy takes a nap and then we'll switch it up. Uh, two minutes later, didn't feel like that. There was some really good psychology going on. Um, the uh, I think what a lot of people will remember uh, is the finish, which was um, 
AJ having been murdered on the outside by a tornado DDT off the top rope, um, uh, was he was out. Uh, and so Vali does his 450 to the Miz, which uh, pops him up kind of like his legs fly up. And uh, perfect position to be picked up into the, into the Styles Clash with, without a hitch, absolute perfect timing. Uh, he got he gets Styles clashed onto the Miz. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My one note. I knew it. He, he, <laughs> he could have pinned The Miz. Like, he could have pinned The Miz. He could have. Because the Miz, the Miz was the guy who got two finishing moves done to him, basically. Like, he got, he got, he got a, a 450 splash to him. And then the styles clash onto him. I mean, you could have you could have pinned the Miz. You didn't need to pin Mr. Fowler. Like, like you didn't need to. That's that was my, that's my only note. And it's only because I'm a huge Mr. Fowler guy. But the fact you're that also, they still... let's let's let the people know in case they don't. Your toxic trait is <laughs> yes, my toxic trait. If it's if not you... if if it's not perfect, I have to suggest something that might make it better. Oh, that too. But specifically, you can have the best match in the world, and if the finish is meh, it's gone. It's done for Alex. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's it's. Listen, it, 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 that that is part of it. Um, and it, it, there's if there's a if there's a moment in there that I'm like, what I what I want is perfection, and the things that make me the because 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 that's that's again my toxic trait. What I want is perfection, and when you get so close to it. And you do something stupid with the booking, it makes me so angry that you got that close and willingly decided not to 
do the obvious, um, in my mind, obvious thing that would have achieved perfection. So this really, in the grand scheme of things, not nearly as bad as, let's say, I don't know, Jake Hager grabbing Daniel, Brian Danielson's uh, leg. Like, yeah, I mean, that's whatever. Um, uh, I will say, uh, obviously, we thought AJ was going to win, and he did. And it was a great, it was a really great, cool looking finish. Um, everybody got to look great in it. Uh, Ms. Fali looked excellent. The Miz got to be the Miz. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those things of here we go. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's do more of this, more of really good wrestling. I, I have a formula, I believe for what, what can make raw awesome going forward. And it doesn't even involve Roman Reigns showing up to work once. I had the same thought as you did about the Miz. But then I was kind of like, it was so cool though, so I don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, my first, my only thing at the beginning of this was like, the Miz is not, he's certainly not the worst in ring guy, but he's not Mustafa Ali or AJ Styles. And I was a little nervous about how he was going to hang, but this was really well agented. Like, and the Miz got to, to your point, do his Miz thing. There was story carryover that had started at SummerSlam. And once AJ won, I think I was like, I know what the writing on the wall is. And I got very excited about it. Um, but this was really, really great. These matches are also getting more time. And I think in a three-hour show, if you're not giving matches a lot of time, you're a big weirdo because it's three hours. So very nice to see. To your point, it wasn't two guys wrestling and then a guy playing possum and sneaking a win at the end, which is a playbook they've gone to, I think far too many times of recent, but this was super, super fun. What an awesome way to follow up the women's segment. They just like give you what you want sometimes like Mustafa Ali and awesome matches on my show. AJ Lee, yeah. one of the best wrestlers of all time. Styles. Well, both, but yes, I met AJ Styles. Uh, the batted one, Jam Beard says, Alex has one flaw. Why pin this person? We have a perfect Miz to pin. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Always pin the Miz. When in doubt, pin the Miz. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was great. I, the thing is that, that is a, a big step is you got Mr. Foley put in this position, to, allowed to shine in defeat on a in, in a big <clears throat> spot on TV. That's a step up. That's a huge step up. And and, yes. and and you're gonna see a lot of I think you're gonna see a lot of people who um who were um neglected, frankly, by the previous regime. And and Triple H says, No, I, I see something in this person, we're gonna use you. And frankly, you're going to see the opposite. You're gonna see people who were put in prominent positions in the before who Triple H is like. Honestly, I I don't I don't think we're gonna be using you in the same way. Uh, for example, or not like this, and right. or not right now. Right. Uh, for example, Ezekiel uh, got pinned by Omas on main event, and when I think of the months that they spent running the Ezekiel isn't actually Elias, even though he obviously is gag straight into the ground until it came out the other side in China. Months they did that. And it was all for, well, he's going to lose to the big stiff on main event. 
Like I knew that I knew that gimmick had a shelf life from the very beginning. That was never going to actually work out to be anything real, and it now it just is. Like, do I do I miss seeing Omos and Ezekiel on Raw? No, no, I don't. However, it does make all of that time they wasted trying to build them up seem all the more infuriating. That's all. That's all. Yes, but. That's like a that's a no one situation, right? And this is the bigger, oh, absolutely the bigger win of those two things, right? Omos just isn't there in the ring. Him with MVP was not working for me. I feel mm. like if if Stokely was Malcolm Bivens, that could have worked. Um, but I don't think there's any other manager that you could have paired him with that feels mm. like young and fresh enough to do what needs to be done to get a guy like Omos right. over because he's just not good enough yet in the ring. Yeah. Um, and. Elias, Ezekiel, whatever. Um, that worked. That actually worked for me for like a good four to six weeks. It mm-hmm. should not have. If literally anybody other than Kevin Owens, maybe Sami Zayn, but probably not, uh, <laughs> could was in that position. That doesn't work yeah. at all for me. Um, and that's no offense to to Elias, Elrod, whatever. Um, that it's just a very, very specific particular thing. And to your point, they ran it into the ground. So I don't know what becomes of him. I think he, he did all right with what he was handed. I think he's pretty good in the ring. I yeah. don't, um, I don't know what he comes back as. I don't, that's a, t- that's cause that one's so weird. It's tough to reverse engineer it. Yeah. It like really I don't, is. I, I don't know the path out of that one, but. Right. Um, <laughs> Moving forward, uh, we got Seth Rollins doing an in-ring promo about uh, how much uh, he hates Riddle. Uh, And then he's interrupted by the Street Profits. And I was like, I honestly don't know why the Street Profits give a damn. And then he goes like, I know you guys are buddies with Riddle. Like, oh, right, the pot thing. That makes sense. I forgot about how they had like a couple of things where like they, the, the, remember how the Street Profits hated RK bro? Like almost turned heel, they hated them so much. Yes. Um, and but then, then and then they're like, "Oh well, now, now we now now we're fine." Um, and I forgot about that. But uh, so then they they uh, they <laughs> they they talk about, um, "Hey, uh, you talk call us losers, aren't you the guy <laughs> who got his ass kicked by Cody Rhodes when he only had one booby?" So they actually said that's that's a quote. Um, balls mm-hmm. word over balls you want to yeah. go around saying Cody had one booby you got three yeah. to six months on it yeah it's good <laughs> I I, uh, I love uh, I thought that was good um, and him being like okay one of you uh, it's a, oh, he says, I, 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 I come up there and I kick your both both of you but there's two of you and there's only one of me that wasn't fair like uh, well how about just one of us comes down there and beats you up and they do, and then Montez is the one who's chosen, I guess, by Paper Rock Scissors, and he comes down there. And this is what I thought as soon as this started. Don't you hate it when uh, when your wife makes a new best friend, and then you meet that new best friend's husband, and he's a complete jerk? Doesn't doesn't that suck? Because I just love the idea of Becky Lynch now turning babyface, but her husband is still that asshole crazy joker wannabe who needs the crazy clothes to get everybody's attention the stuff that she immediately swore off on her husband's still doing the same thing and their their husband and wife in canon they've mentioned it several times so um it's a very odd thing 
Uh, but I just thought it was kind of funny that Bianca and and Becky are going to be hanging out now. They're 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 new besties, and like, let's, oh, we're going to have a barbecue. Come on! And then like, you know, Montez and Seth Rollins have to like try and like make small talk, even though they yeah. hate each other's guts. That's funny. And Seth Rollins is like the guy who just knows how to grill better than everybody. Mm. Like he's just the guy who just knows how to do everything. Even though he more. doesn't. Even, even though, he though he doesn't. Doesn't. Yep. He exactly. doesn't even know like what wood chips to buy. Um <laughs> this was great for a few reasons. One, if they want to set up a tag match situation and Kevin Owens walks back into the picture, I would love Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens tagging against the Street Profits. Um, if that's not the direction they go into, this was just a great match. Like Montez Ford versus Seth Rollins. How great. Like what a fun thing to give us. They know we like Seth Rollins. He's a heel, but we still like him. Right. Yeah. We like him as a heel. We love Montez Ford. Here's the match. And there's a loose enough story that you can grasp onto it. Seth yeah. Rollins also, he got to go with the crowd. Did you notice that? He sounded like a human being for a little bit of this. Yeah, and he was getting under the skin of the crowd. And I was like, oh my gosh, because they're not piping in crowd reactions anymore. He doesn't have to time his promos out to pressing the play button on crowd reactions. And he yep. was walking around. So many of those promos were to stand in place and say the same dry stuff over and over and over again. This was really refreshing. So <laughs> I really liked it. Um it made me really, really happy that this was like, this was kind of turn of the hour, right? Going into hour two, I feel like. Yeah, around then. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really nice. And this was when I looked up at the clock and was like, holy cow, we have not had an episode of Raw that moved that quickly in a very long time. A mm -hmm. very, very long time. So I loved it. Montez and Seth, you knew we were going to put on an incredible match. Like, I don't <laughs> think that was ever in question. Yep. Uh, Montez is special. Um, I, 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 I almost want to figure out a way to push him as a singles guy while not having him to, having to move away from Dawkins. Like they don't have to tag together. Like New Dawkins Day. can, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, New Day is a really special case, but I. But like I you don't necessarily a, have to break up to pursue. I don't want. Fight. I don't want one of them have to turn heel. Yeah, you know what I mean, just like, like I don't. Like, I don't want to do like just like yeah, like it's this is like an amicable breakup for a time or whatever. Like, it's fine to be like, we're going to go our separate ways, but we'll always be boys. Like there's something to do there where we, where we can do that. But, um, but Montez Ford is really special and he deserves a, a good singles push. This was a great match between him and Seth Rollins. Um, uh, and you know, Seth wins with the stomp because of course he does. Uh, and then he's decides he's going to go for another stomp. And they put the, the the camera right up on like mid chest up on on Seth Rollins, and they only usually do that if they want to make sure for sure we don't see the person sneaking into the ring or whatever. And I was like, "Who is this going to be? This big debut?" And they pull out. It's just, it's just Angelo Dawkins saving his buddy. That's all it was. Yeah. It wasn't even like it wasn't anything. But I was like, "Are we going to get like a lights out thing? What's whose music is going to hit?" And like, it's, it's it's just Angelo. It's fine. Which it was. It was fine. It's fine. Um, but I don't know uh, if we're, this is just like a thing to bide time. If like, if the second, um, if the major, let's say if the major soul raw match, because, you know, we got Rom Roman versus Drew, but at the Clashal, 
um, is going to be Seth versus Riddle at the Clash Hall. Like, that's where we want to do this. We want to make sure that's our big male marquee match from Raw. Fine. I'm fine with that. Um, it just, it like, I don't know how, how would this dalliance with the Street Profits might be uh, for, for Rollins until Riddle comes back and they, they get that uh, heated up back up again. But it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know either. Either Seth Rollins could find a friend or or Triple H said, mm-hmm. these are two of the best talents that we have and they have nothing right. to do on this episode. Let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Battle of One Jam Beard says, can you say KO to team with, team with Seth? I think it's theory. Well, thank you for suggesting an infinitely worse option. <laughs> You well, you're probably right. I think it's more likely they've done they've done the work of having Kevin say, uh, "I hate Seth now because he was mean to me that one time." So they could always retcon that. They've been retconning a lot of things lately, but um, uh, I, I think it's it is more likely that it's theory. Unfortunately, I don't hate that if he fails his cash in, and Seth has a fun story with him. I don't mind it. Because my problem isn't theory. My problem was the way... I mean, I have problems with theory. But aside from real life ones, I... Um, I the, My problem is is not um, even so much him as a character. Like, it, the, the Vince stuff was kind of cringy, but it was like a story that made sense, at least in a world that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. My issues were when they were doing things like having qualifying matches and then just having him in, win Money in the Bank. Most of my theory heat was, I don't think this guy is that special, and I don't understand him getting pushed that hard. So if he's not near a title problem, picture I don't really have a problem with it. And on top of it, I didn't like how the booking was going. So if the booking around him makes sense with the a theory Seth Rollins tag team, I actually don't hate that. I just don't want him near a title picture right now because I don't think he's proven anything. He's mostly here, The most impressive stuff he's done has gotten that five by Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? <laughs> here's, here's how I do it. Here's how I do it. You have them, you have Seth take Austin under his wing. Like, I'm the best money in the bank cash in ever. And I see a little bit of my younger self in you. So I'm going to help you through this whole thing. And they start doing some tags together or whatever. And like, he's he mentors him. And then they have a falling out. Like, he he stomps Theory on the briefcase. And Theory wants a match with with Seth. I'm going to kick your ass. And Seth says, I'll have the match with you for that briefcase. Because I'm the real money in the bank champion. I'm the best it's ever been. That case should be with me and you know it. They all know it. It should be mine. And then Theory agrees to it because he's stupid and impetuous. And he loses the match. And, and Seth gets the briefcase. And that's how he cashes in, which is why he's champion, which is why when Cody comes back, they can have the match for the title. There you go. That's there, there's, there's your thing. That's how we get uh, from Theory ridiculously having the briefcase to Seth having the briefcase to Seth cashing in to Seth versus Cody for all the marbles at Mania. There you We're go. going to play a game show called like beat the booking with you. Yeah. That'd be I fun. Mean, it's, a, it's an idea. It'd um, be fun for uh, me. Um, we got a little, a little backstage thing. We're like, Hey, um, okay. So uh, Bailey, uh, what's going on? Why would, why, why, what's going on? What, what's going on with you, Bailey? Like, you think we're going to tell you it's got nothing to do with them. It's all about us. That's right. We're going to leave. And as they leave, they walk past the Usos and the Usos were like, Hey ladies, good to see you. And that was, it. it was kind of an, I like watching, I like having the men and women interact backstage. Just, just 
just casually because otherwise it feels like you have a weird segregated boys and girls hallways. So I just want to say I'm not the only one giving you props here. Be the booker. Book it, Alex. I love it. Alex is spitting. Yeah. I love it. Beat the booking. The people want it. We're going to do it someday. Yeah. Little things like men and women can interact. I think when people said it was going to be a statement episode or whatever, uh-huh. I don't think they realized like how much of a statement those little things are of like, we're just going to acknowledge that men and women might talk to each other backstage. Like that shouldn't be a statement, but it is a statement of like, Things could make sense. Yeah. Um, the uh, the bad of the one, Jam Beard says, remember, Alex, I have the power. I gave you Mox versus Jericho. Yes, you did, unfortunately. Uh, the line drive says, uh, so Seth gets his former disciple theory back. Remember that? And during the pandemic, there was like, theory was his disciple for like, I don't know, a month and a half. I forgot uh, about that. It's, that's it's, how good it was. That, that's that's. But honestly, though, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do call it. back to it. Gotta call back to it. Um, I, uh, I, um. Anyway, so the backstage stuff with um with Bailey, I think it's I think it's it was just fine. It gave you a little idea that like, okay, it's all about us. We 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 were gonna run this place. Um, at Jeremy Moreau says first time watching a WWE weekly in a long time. I wanted to see what would happen with Bailey Stable, and I enjoyed the episode. Now, here's some money for your work. Have a good show. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thanks, um, Jeremy. Um, I, I really, I really enjoyed this, and I love. They were like, "Hey, let's have an Alexa Bliss versus Oscar match," because I mean, like, we're, we're already showcasing the women. Alexa Bliss got to have, um, uh, got to have a um, little promo last week about how she's. She's not going away. Like, we're just I'm, I'm, I'm here. I want the title. I want, I, I want to reclaim my glory as the top of the women's division. I think that's great. Oscar, you always know is always going to be there. This is cool. It's a match between two of the top contenders outside of this little faction, or so we thought. Um, and the match was fine for a while. I think the last time we saw Alexa versus Oscar, like Alexa just beat her clean. With the sister Abigail going into that um, Royal Rumble before the the WrestleMania debacle with the giant Jack in the Box and the her forehead dripping black yes. goo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Like that yeah. Middle January going into Royal Rumble, everyone was like, "Alexa's just gonna like Hulk out and become the fiendess and just eliminate everybody and win the Royal Rumble." Turns out she got eliminated really early and nothing really happened, but. They, they booked her to win to beat Oscar like like really like in a statement victory and then that nothing ever happened out of after that but I, I I think it's I think they work really well together I think that that um Alexa like tries to raise her game to the level of Oscar as like a, a like an actual fighter I think that's some really good stuff but ultimately it wasn't about this match it was about um it was about uh, as, as as it might be the actual um uh, name of the faction. It was about control. Um, so here comes Bailey. Here comes Dakota Kai. Here comes EO Sky, uh, and they they beat up Oscar and Alexa, and then Bianca runs down to run them off. And I love it. Bianca gets a mic and says, "One of the three of you, I'm getting a match for you tonight. I don't care who it is. I'm beating somebody's ass." I thought that was great. Um, and I mean, 
if we're going to do this whole gang warfare thing and Becky's out, Bianca's going to need somebody to, to have her back. And it's always great, I feel like, when the heels piss the wrong people off and if they had just minded their own business, they wouldn't have new enemies because heels do that kind of stuff. So to prove that they're the ba baddest bitches on the block, they attack Asuka and Alexa, and now they pissed off the wrong people. I thought it's good. I thought this was really good. I had like a minute beforehand tweeted, wow, the return of like clean finishes. And then we immediately yeah. walked into a DQ, mm -hmm. but a DQ that made sense, which is really wonderful. Um, and I like the mission statement of we're here to run chaos all over. Like, because one thing mm -hmm. that is tricky is these guys can't lose, right? And this will come up again in the second match because I was also a DQ, but like this heel faction right now can't really lose. But you also can't have your champion lose. You're not supposed to. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to. <laughs> so <laughs> Triple H is aware of that, it turns out. Yep. And um, so I, I have a little bit more forgiveness around doing two matches that ended in DQ, both women's matches. But I like this idea of we attack Becky because we're just here to, to beat people up. We don't really care who they are. We're here to be the most powerful force that's here. And uh, that means your match, and that means you, and that means you, and that means you is a fun, overarching kind of allegory that's unfolding through the matches in the women's division. I think it's great. I thought this was a ton of fun. The match was decent up until the DQ, and then the DQ made sense, and it also evened out the numbers game, so I appreciated all of that. And Bianca's killing it in this role, man, of the, like, this is my, we just saw Becky say this is your division now, and the first thing Bianca does is come out and say, ah, my division now. Mm -hmm. No, we're not doing this. Um, and I, I liked it. Like, I, I'm, I can accept DQs when they make sense like this, um, and they feel like they're serving a greater purpose. I do also admittedly have DQ fatigue, so I was kind of like, another DQ, but it made sense, so. Yeah. Kudos. Um, yeah. That, this is the thing is that um, DQs, when they're just a lazy thing that you have to do because you booked a match you shouldn't have booked, those aren't good. DQs, when they move the storyline forward, like this makes sense for the DQ to happen here, those are fine. The problem is those start to suck when you do too many of the first one, where it's yeah. just DQs because we're just going to have a DQ. Um then all of a sudden the ones that actually make sense look worse because they're coupled in with everything else and they shouldn't be. Um, so we got, um, we got Dick the cock Johnson who says that uh, was hoping we'd get away from DQs, but I'm glad that once tonight at least had a purpose. Yes. Very much go. so. Very much. There so. you go. Um, uh, so uh, here we go. Uh, no. Okay. We go theory. The theory thing saying uh, if they make theory and Seth a team, it's got to be Seth screwing him over to steal the case because Seth did say he wants to go after Roman again. Like it's it's really it really is a, a very easy thing to do. And also, no theory on the show tonight. Yeah, they they, they didn't want to bury him again. Just let him stick around. I think there's a way to do it where like maybe he gets embarrassed again, and that's how Seth swoops in because that's how he swooped in before when he was the guy who led his own little cult. If you want reach rock bottom, he's the guy who says, you know what? It's cool. I'm here. I'll be your friend. I think there's a really good way of like doing that again with theory. 
Um, oh, you're gonna make me like theory. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Better no, not. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I, I do like that booking though. Um, so it makes sense. Yeah, we get our uh, our uh, second uh, second uh, three three way, which is uh, Dolph Ziggler <gasps> versus Champa versus Gable. Um, uh, we get uh, <laughs> get. Gable gets to cut a promo. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and he gets. And to say he huge. dunks on the Astros as a Yankee he, fan. A he, happy gal. And he dunks on the Astros for cheating, uh, which of course turns him babyface in the eyes of everybody who's not in Houston. I don't understand. I've never understood the whole thing of like, uh, like okay, well that means everybody at home thinks he's a good guy now. The people who are there might not like him, but whatever. Um, that's why he made uh, this, the weird face after. Yeah. Uh, this this was great. Um, all these three guys can all go. As opposed to the other one where it's like, okay, let's figure out how we can get the Miz out of the way so we can have a great workers match between Styles and Mustafa Ali. These three guys can all go. There is an alternate universe where they figure out a way to do the AJ Styles and Ciampa thing without having to have them win their 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 respective triple threats. And then the winners of those triple, triple threats can be Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable, and then they can have a 20-minute singles match on Raw, and the world will rejoice. Of course, the entire world doesn't live in my head because here's the problem now that we have going forward is that Triple H is going to have to retrain the main roster audience to like wrestling. Because Vince has told them for years and years and years that it doesn't matter. Who cares? Why would we watch wrestling? Wrestling is stupid. Because DQs, countouts, all these dumb characters, nothing makes sense. So like Triple H trying to like say okay houston here's a bunch of really long really well-paced really awesome wrestling matches and houston goes i what is this i don't know what i'm watching and, and they'll figure it out but there is going to be a learning curve for a lot of wwe audiences who don't know why they're like i don't i'm sorry i just thought this guy was was the bearded geek who was who was mrs bodyguard like I don't know who this person is. Like, oh no, no, no! You, we're gonna teach you tonight. We're gonna we're gonna put him in two matches, and by the end, you will know what a what a what a wrestler Tommaso Ciampa is. But they don't know that yet. So there's that's gonna be a thing going forward because the crowd for a lot of the night was silent, like just not not at all into it, which is not surprising considering this change of everything. But also, what I loved was sitting at home. I noticed that they were kind of quiet, which means they're not pumping in ridiculous crowd noise over everything anymore, which is a huge, huge positive sign. And when they were into it, they were into it. Like they were, you can hear the difference between authentic into it and not. So the moments that they were popping for and the matches that they did like, you could tangibly feel the difference in energy. I'm just going to pull this up from our moderator, Luis, who says, no Astro slander allowed, please and thanks. Um, El Tuve should go to Aaron Judge and hand him his MVP from that year. He's a cheater. He's full of crap. He was wearing a wire. Um, but we're not here to talk about the fact that El Tuve and his four foot eight little self should give Aaron Judge his MVP, which he'll also win again this year. We're here to talk about pro 
wrestling. And also shout out to Luis because he could easily just put in our document of chats um, what he wanted to say. But he still paid money and mm -hmm. you should pay money uh, via Super Chat or at HumphreyChats.com. Um, this triple threat, I, I for, for months, years, have been wanting a Gable-Ziggler rivalry for for eight months, whatever, of all the rematches that we've endured, mm -hmm. you could have done that every night and I wouldn't have cared. They're two of my favorites. They're very great at this. Um, this is a really good example of something that Sean talks about where, and everybody, but I like the way Sean phrases it, of when predictable is good, it's good. Like, once Styles won, I knew Ciampa was going to win this. I knew anyway. But once Styles right. won, I was like, Ciampa's won the other one. Um, but the match was really damn good. It was really damn good. We also had that great promo from Ciampa who made sense out of all this Miz stuff earlier in the night. Like, it was just really, really good about Logan Paul coming into their house and um, trying to get good at, which is true, really fast. Uh, <laughs> that What they've been putting their whole lives into. Like, it was a really good promo. The watermelon trunks, next week. They got it. They're out of here. Nope. We're done. We're done with chomping watermelon. It looks like he has a watermelon, but we're not. No. Mm -hmm. Give me back my gritty old sailor chompa, please. Um, and I also want to call this up from Orion Ben, which was so yeah, important. They, they acknowledged Chompa's NXT championship reigns. They did. NXT, Triple H's NXT <laughs> means something again, which is nice. But yeah. I think it's important. It goes to the prestige of people that are there uh yeah absolutely um and it was a really great match you got to see all three guys do great stuff there's some really good like um and on the other in the other match as well but of of like okay uh you're doing this move to this guy i'm gonna do this move to both of you type of type of spots which were really great um but champa hits a knee on dolph which sends him to the outside gable comes up from behind Tries to do a backslide, but Champa rolls through, hits one of his knees with the uh, with the uh, un um, unfurled knee pad, which was has been his trademark. Yes. When he really wants to hurt somebody, um, and then he hits the fairy tale ending on Chad Gable and gets the victory. Champa gets the victory. That's a big. That's a big time deal because Champa. Champa. I mean, I, I really think he's he's really a really great wrestler. He's a really great wrestler, a really great professional. He, he's also went by the nickname he coined for himself as the greatest sports entertainer of all time. That's what he called himself in NXT when he was trying to be a heel. But he knows how to work a crowd. I have, I have never seen a guy get a reaction the way he did when he came out for a big takeover match with no music. And it was just booze for like three and a half minutes. Like you wouldn't have been able to hear his music even if he had any. Like it was, oh man, he had that whole crowd eating at the bottom of his hand. Great, great stuff. Okay, Alex, um, now we have to talk about the most important thing in the world. You ready? What's that? Where's Raw next week? Well, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about that until we talk about the Ciampa and AJ Styles match because that then that, that's, that's, yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I know I you're you're getting ahead of yourself. Come on, okay. <laughs> you are like you and my five and a half year old daughter. I have to teach you both patience, okay? 
No. I'm sorry. It's just been so long since I liked Raw. We can't go visit Nana and Papa for Christmas because it's still August. Okay? But I want to. I know. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I want to talk about Johnny Gargano. Um, the worst. <laughs> we got some baseball talk. Oh, no. Orlando <laughs> Orego says, great explanation of why Houston sucks tonight. Raw was good with wrestling and the fans was too quiet. It's true. Bat, the batter to one jam beard says the Yankees fear the Jays this year. Um, and uh, the line drive says, Hey, Kate, can you tell me the last time the Yankees came to bat with a lead against the Astros? Insert heel laugh. Louise, can you block that person? I don't think you. I don't, can I don't you know block them? Time out them? I don't know. Block them forever? Thank you. Um, so here's 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 where I'm gonna I get to be sour. I get, hey! to, I get to my my, my own back, self here. <laughs> Edge has his old music again. And like a bunch of trained seals. <laughs> on this day I see clearly. Yay! Bunch of rubes. This man said the worst possible things about you for months. And all he does is put on a thriller jacket and get his old music back. And you're like, yay! Ridiculous. And then he comes out and he says, so, uh, sorry about everything. I was a... He basically said, my bad. I was an asshole these last couple of months. But anyway, moving on. It's like the most... It barely met the definition of an apology. And it certainly wasn't an explanation. Like, that man tried to murder AJ Styles so they could have a, a, a WrestleMania match together. Then they all, all of his lighting turned purple, started wearing suits. Then he recruited Damian Priest so they could beat AJ Styles some more. Then he um, then he recruited Rhea Ripley so they could beat AJ Styles some more. Uh, then he started taking ter- terrible, terrible promos about the Mountain of Omnipotence. And then and then you might as well have been the Mountain of Impotence because that's how that's how terrible this faction was. We don't have Bluetooth tonight, but keep going. No, no but see, but keep going. <laughs> And, and and then he got mutinied against by the people he recruited, including a guy he had recruited that fucking minute. Like like it they, they it was the heel turn original heel turn made no sense. The heel presentation was awful. The faction didn't work, and and the mutiny that turned him babyface was so rushed it didn't feel earned at all. He went away for two months. He came back. Now he's got a red jacket and his old music. And we're also supposed to be like, yay. Like there, there's not like, here's the thing. He says it was the only thing I'll say. What I liked about it. Short and sweet, a real short and sweet promo got to the point. He says, um, I, I, I brought them in and I tried to turn they, they, whatever they, I don't like them anymore. Um, I'm going to end judgment day. If it requires this terrible leather daddy version of Edge to end once and for all one of the worst factions that the WWE has ever seen, I'll allow it. Because all three members currently in that faction are all individually great talents, and they will be much better off out of this faction in the long run. So that's I'm fine with that. Like, let's get... Like, I love the idea. Maybe he can get them completely done, uh, out of the way, uh, out of the, like, maybe 
him versus versus Finn Balor is a match at the Clash All. And and then we're done. We're done with the Judgment Day, and they can all go their separate ways and do awesome things. We can get Hunter's version of NXT Finn Balor on the main roster finally. Maybe he gets to be a champion again. Wouldn't that be nice? Like a real champion, not not a Vince main roster Finn champion, but a Hunter Finn champion. Damian Priest can go be great, and Rhea Ripley can be the one-woman wrecking crew who goes into this faction war and says, all you bitches better bow down to me, because Rhea Ripley is the one person in this whole faction that feels like she actually owns being in this faction. And she was added the latest, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, The promo was not great. This falls short of what I love that Kevin Owens does. There's a long list of things I love that Kevin Owens does. But whatever Kevin Owens turns face, he does this really incredible job. I don't even know how he pulls it off. But he does this really good job of like, hey, you know what? My aim's been off a little bit. Like, he's done it multiple times where when he's turned face, he's been like, my behavior, you know? That that was not my best out there, guys. That was not my best. So he gives it every time he turns face, and it always works somehow. He's great. And Edge is great, too. Um, I don't think people were cheering him as much as they were cheering... um, like the possibility that this is all ending. I think people have always wanted to cheer for Edge, so the heel turn was so stupid in the first place. I think Thank people you. are yes. excited to go back and cheer for Edge. I don't think they were like, what a fantastic promo. I think they were no, like, no, no. oh my God, let's get back to, the, to this. Yeah. It's the music. The music has a Pavlovian response. Like, it, like here's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't, I feel like on watching on TV, the moment that led to the pop of that music hitting at the Royal Rumble a few years ago and him coming out for the first time in 10 years, like, like that was one of the like most feel-good, awesome moments of being a wrestling fan of the last decade. And honestly, it pains me to say this, I feel like his return overall has been not great. He had those really good matches with Seth. I I feel like it's hard to judge because right after he came back, they were doing this thing and they wanted to do a really cool angle with Randy. And the the return of Randy on edge was amazing. But then COVID happened and their match and the COVID mania sucked. Like it was really bad. It wasn't really his fault. They just wanted to do way too much with it. And then he went away for a while. And then they had the greatest wrestling match of all time as promoted by the promotion, which you just can't do, which then put a lot of people off to it. Like everything has felt kind of like not as great as it could have been. And so we had an opportunity to have one of the best face versus face, like legends versus legends, WrestleMania matches of all time. And they said, no, we got to turn edge heel to do it. And in in telling them heel in the worst way, and then months after the original stupid heel turn, they get him back to being a babyface again. So that whole time that he was a heel was an entire waste, even more so. That's what I that's what I hate about all of this. Yeah, his whole return has been a victim of circumstance too. Like you said, I think between the pandemic, uh, like because that happened. I mean, that was two three months later. Like after he yeah. came back and pandemic wrestling early on was not great. Like it took a while to figure out what was going on. Um, 
And this promo just just wasn't good. Um, if I were looking it up on my computer, I wouldn't want anybody to know that's what I was doing because I'd be kind of like ashamed of it. And like, I just would want it to be nowhere to be found. You know what I mean? And yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're right. Know. I just you're think right. that like maybe a VPN would be a helpful device in that situation. And, and it's probably best to use Nord. I'm on the road right now, but I'm not missing any of my favorite shows that are region blocked or out of my area, so to speak, because I've got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now, you can also use that code Fightful. Avoid price discrimination on flights. Avoid missing your shows because they're region blocked. And get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have Nothing to lose. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has made things so much easier for me as I get back into traveling and start to remember that certain things aren't available to watch when I travel or even when I'm home because they're region blocked. I'm able to find pay-per-views that are much cheaper thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's an investment in yourself and how can you pass up that deal 70% off plus one additional month free nordvpn.com slash fightful or use that code fightful that's what's up guys and with all the money you're saving you can go subscribe to fightful select where sean unfortunately is more details about becky lynch's news we never put injury news behind the paywall but some details behind that um he's gonna try and track down this the Sasha and Naomi stuff, it's, it's available to confirm. I promise you that much. But all sorts of scoops that have been coming out of Nashville all week. So $5 a month is all it is to subscribe. We The numbers go up and down at the beginning of the month. But we hit 8,000 last month. Like 1,000 fall off. It's brutal. But we still have an outstanding number of supporters. We appreciate all of you who always go back and resubscribe to get us back to where we were at. And um, just an incredible kind of like landmark for, for us as a company and a, a testament to all of Sean's hard work, of course. So there's going to be more coming up. My goodness. I think the triple H era is officially upon us. So keep an eye out for the scoop skis over there. And you can also catch Alex behind the paywall. And let's be honest, usually me oftentimes on Mondays, when we are not on the main channel, always Alex uh, does sour graps, which is getting less sour by the day. I got to tell you. And Fridays too, after SmackDown, We'll see what's to become of our little shows, but those are for our Fightful Select subscribers only. And if you like the two of us, if you think we're neat, if you're having fun hanging out, we also review pretty much every pay-per-view at this point. If it's not on the main channel with the two of us, we're also behind the paywall reviewing those. So thank you guys for all of the support and subscribe at Fightful Select to hang out with us two specifically even more often. Yeah. We get weird yeah. behind the paywall too. This is like this is yeah. on on the tracks is, for us. This so. is tame. <laughs> uh, I am La Lucha says. Did we really expect the Houston crowd to be good? No, I expect nothing of Houston to be good because their baseball team of who represents them is trash. Yeah. Um, so we we got our we got our Bianca Belair versus Io Sky uh, match. Uh, of course, Io Sky, former Io Shirai. Uh, they mentioned that she was a former NXT Women's Champion. So yeah. all all things NXT are now canon, which is like all I've ever been asked for. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I've been asking for it. It's great. Um, now, uh, this match uh, was long, like long, and some really great stuff. Um, uh, of course, um, uh, we get uh, it's, it's just just it's just EO out there. She's got she's got her music, which is great. Yes. They haven't they haven't screwed that up yet. Her presentation with the with the main roster lights looks really really, really great. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the match between her and, and Bianca is slapping. It's slapping. It's banging. And uh, and then um, then we get the uh, the other women out there to to uh, you know to have to serve some 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 mean looks over at uh, at Bianca. Uh, and then because it's starting to look a little dicey for Bianca, uh, we get Alexa and Oscar coming out because they now have beef with uh, the Bailey buddies with the Bailey bunch. Um, and so now it's a light of like, okay, who's, how are we going to, how are we going to get all this working? Cause in, in the midst of all this, Bianca and EO are having a great match. And then it becomes like this thing of like, who's going to help their girl win kind of a thing. Um, and eventually it comes down to, Oh, I wanted to say there was one thing in this match that I had never seen before was a release superplex where yeah. Bianca, what the heck? Bianca did a <laughs> superplex and just stayed seated on the top rope. Like, and like flung EO three quarters of the way out of the, across the ring. I've never seen anything like that. Before. She's that so was, special, that, man. She's like, she was, she's that was just crazy. She's so unrepeatable, Bianca. Like she's just, she's, I, she just does stuff that other women can't do. And, yeah. um, she looks damn good doing it. God bless her. <laughs> I am. Um, I I thought this was really great. And then we get uh, all four of the other women in the ring, and they look at each other and just start swinging, and just start going after each other, just beat, beating tar out of each other. And the ref is like, "Well, none of you have touched the people who are actually legal in the match, but." I don't know how I'm going to get this under control. So ding a ding a ding. Um, That's a now, bad DQ. That's it's a, a bad, D- bad DQ. It's I don't a bad have a problem DQ. going to that well. It's a bad, a bad DQ, DQ. but I, I I guess I understand. Like I, I would like him to like try to get control, but if he can't, then I understand him doing it. Like if, if he's trying to pull Bailey and Asuka apart, and Bailey like reaches back and clocks him in the head, then he can he can you know ring the bell or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. gotta at least give it a give it a try. He felt like, well, there's no way I'll be able to control these four women. Ding a ding a ding. Like I I think you can. I don't like him skipping the middle part, but we all know what the end was going to be. Then there's a huge massive brawl, and this is where we get somebody who says, um, "All right, now we got to say it." Somebody says, um, Orion Ben says, come on, Regal, say it, say it. War games. (laughs) Um, If, if, if there's ever going to be a a war games, this is the way to do it. I I love these, this, this, this whole thing here. Um, There's a full brawl. Every, everyone, you know, gets in their shots. It winds up with Bianca in the middle flanked by Oscar and Alexa and the, and, the heels down uh, uh, at the bottom of the ramp, and there's a, there's a face off, and this is where I said to myself, "You don't even need 
Roman Reigns. The big tribal jug chief doesn't even need to show up. You build. <laughs> what he is big tribal dog chief you you don't even need him to show up you build the entire um raw show around this women's faction war because all women in here you got plenty of time to do that you give like build the stories around all of that okay um you you can do stories of each each team trying to recruit others to their cause Stuff like that. You can figure out a way of making fun stuff out of all of this. Then you make the U.S. title the Fighting Man's Championship. And one week, you have something that determines a number one contender. The following week, the champion faces that guy. And then you repeat it over and over again. Two TV title matches with a 30-minute time limit every week at the top of the second hour and you know that's that you know you're going to tune in and see a match like a real honest to god match at the top of the second hour of raw every week and because it's always defended against top tier uh, talent you can hot potato that thing around and have have guys have like a month reign a six week reign here oh they won it one week and then they lost it two weeks later but it's always the top like top of the of the mid card of of the U.S. title is always being defended, um, and you can you can make it around that kind of a in-ring work there. While the main story that revolves around everything else is the women's, like, and then whenever Roman decides to show up, deigns to show us his, his existence. Okay, now we can actually do some other stuff, but especially through the fall, you don't you don't need anything else. You can just do this. Um. Well, first of all, if you think Alex should be booking somewhere, put a bunch of fire emojis in the chat. Second of all, yes, people in the chat, no contest, not a DQ. Got it. A non-finish. Right. Um, I don't love two non-finishes for two women's title, not women's title matches, two women's matches on the show. However, again, goes back to Bianca's champion and shouldn't lose. Which this was when I tweeted at you, I think, about Corey Graves. I was like, do you find Corey Graves less annoying tonight, or am I just so bewildered that Raw is good? And you were like, mostly the latter. And I said, that's fair. But he did say, he essentially had said in commentary world, like, champions probably shouldn't be losing on TV. <laughs> like, he did clarify that, which I really, really he liked. Said that. Yeah. Um, he it was that he was less like I'm the hard heel announcer today. Like I felt like you weren't, it was a little then bit you hard. weren't listening to him during the Miz match, the Champa match, the second Champa match. Like anytime there was somebody he was on in favor of, like it just becomes too much. Like you, the things that he says about the Miz, nobody could possibly believe. Like Bobby Keenan had his favorites, but mostly what he would do is tear down the the good guy, as opposed right. to being like. This guy's the greatest ever, like, um, which is what Corey Graves does with The Miz, which nobody could possibly believe. And one of the reasons that The Miz is the greatest ever is because he has a reality show. Like, that can't be well, the yeah. reason why he's one of the greatest ever. Um, so I think Corey is is good and fits and starts. Um, maybe if he gets back to being something akin to what he was in NXT, that's fine. But he's he's been the sounding board for Vince bullshit for so long. I think he just started saying it automatically and that's what we get. So, um, 
No, that makes sense. I felt like it was, I still noticed all those things were there. I just felt like it was less emphatic. Like, it didn't feel like he was yelling as much. But I also might have been distracted by the fact that we actually had good wrestling on television tonight. Could have been. So, um, but this was fine. I'm just always very glad to see Io Shirai wrestling in a wrestling ring. Good for her on the main roster. Her moonsault is still awesome. Like, she's, she's an unreal wrestler. The story continues to roll down the hill. I think it's super fun. Bianca facing Io is something that was really fun because it was just obviously a matchup we we haven't really seen. Certainly not in. Did they cross paths in NXT? They did, right? I think as Bianca was on her way out, Io was on her way up. So I'm not really sure how many matches they had against each other. Yeah, that kind of got timing wise a little funky. But, and honestly, I feel like Bianca has grown so much from the NXT version of herself that it would have kind of felt different anyway. But. I love this. I love Io being the first one out the gate to face Bianca, especially because I don't know what to expect from Dakota Kai because she's stretched herself in so many different ways in a, from a character perspective. Like, mm-hmm. she was literally hearing voices at one point in her head. And other times she's just been, you know, an ass kicker or whatever. Like, there's so many directions that they can go with her. It'll be fun to see that get revealed. But this was just fun. Um, didn't love the the finish. I understand why it happened, though, so I always have for, more forgiveness than that. But I feel like there was probably a way you could have, um, you know, had a DQ or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. Uh, we got some chance here about Corey Graves. Line Drive says, only complaint I have about tonight is Corey Graves was on an island on commentary. Jimmy and Byron were mute for most of the show. It would hurt the show. Get Morrow. Yeah, Morrow coming back and being the lead guy would be would be my my I would love me some of that because that that guy was it for me. Without uh, Vince in his ear, yes. Without yeah, Vince in his ear, there yes. You go. But Ian Riccaboni yeah. is the best announcer in the world. Right, but uh, yeah, but I think we all want him to actually stay where he is. I mean, I think they should actually give him the, uh, you know. I do, mission. but I want that man. Give to him the me. offer. They give him the offer, but yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Ian Riccaboni, how about that? <laughs> um, the batter to one jam beard says graves at time is just as bad as when Cole was heel and was Mrs. Best friend. We no longer need heel commentators. Yeah. I would just like guys to actually just, you know, call the action in front of them. It's a crazy idea. I know. Sure. Or I can take a slant, but the spoon feeding is different. And I, tough. I, I, I actually think the way that AEW does it where the heel on commentary is a guy who has a stake in the match because he is also another wrestler related to what's going on yes. in the match. Yeah, As opposed to having a guy they pay to be an objective <laughs> relator of truth just be wild in his crazy opinions. You know what I mean? It seems kind of <laughs> dumb for the promotion. Uh, anyway. Um uh yeah, Trey Jones says, give me Morrow and Ian now. Ugh. Um Ian's just the best. Yeah. Um, and uh Mike Lima with an interesting idea. Mike this is what what I propose is calling the previous regime Vincism, just like how Inokiism degraded in, in JPW and the wrestling product product badly. There you go. Vince Vince is Vincism. Um guys, if yeah. you could leave a thumbs up, that would be really, really cool. Yes. Um, so the battle to one jam beard says, give me EO versus Oscar, please. Lord. Oh, you're definitely getting that match. This is what I'm saying about uh, with with these factions. You get to have awesome, different combinations of things 
different combinations of tags of singles matches. We're going to get an, an Alexa versus Dakota Kai match that is going to fucking rip. It's yes. going to be great. And you're not going to realize it's going to be great until it's happening. Um, but they both are, are very, very good. But o- Asuka versus EO is, oh a, is a major, major match to do. Um, uh, Dorian E says it's no coincidence that EO and Asuka didn't touch. They might be saving that for something. Absolutely. Um, Nurgu says EO hands down is a top 10 theme in wrestling today. Also, she's so good. Her presentation rules. I think uh, Alexa and Asuka was just filler. And Sasha and Naomi are Bianca's backup. Hmm. I think you have to send them to SmackDown, or this gets very lopsided. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I think SmackDown needs some other people on it. Um, uh, I'll say also, this though: if they come back as tag champions, they should absolutely be floating between at least two brands, maybe all three. Yeah, um, Lorenzo Torres says it was a good show. So glad the women shined tonight. They certainly did. They certainly did. They did. Um, uh, Shaka 29 says enjoyed the show but still got work to do didn't like DQs in both women's matches weird video package placement and pacing and my god Kevin Dunn needs to go yeah let's talk about that um, he just can't he, that, this, he it's, so, it's so annoying where you're getting into something and then you're like oh there's there was a lot of camera cuts just then why is why is that happening you know, I, I, well, now some he's point, preventing me from watching matches I want to see, which makes it even my, worse. I actually want to see what they're putting on now. And in, in actuality, there's a lot of times where people would talk about, I would see on the timeline, oh my God, that was so many camera cuts. And I realized I wasn't watching. Uh, uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes as bad, as bad as SmackDown and Raw had gotten in recent months. I wasn't even watching. I had my head in my phone. I was listening so that if something happened, a big reaction to something happened, I could look up, rewind 15 seconds and watch it and go like, all right. And I go back to whatever I was doing, but I don't actually watch. I didn't actually see most of the matches of the crazy shaky cam and all the cuts. I don't even watch. Um, Well, and the other thing was you were getting all those terrible camera cuts while uh, it was matches that you had seen the week before and the week before that and the week before that yeah. and the week before that, right? So, like, how many different ways can you make me uninterested in your product? Yeah, TG says the ladies were great. Love seeing them get time. They're going to get a lot of time. They're 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 building up this faction thing uh, on purpose in a, in a real way. RJ twenty six has an interesting idea. Becky returns around Halloween. Bailey recruits Tegan to come back. War games. Wall games. Wouldn't, wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it if, if Survivor Series wasn't like brand supremacy, but was rather people who hate each other have a big elimination tag match, which is what Survivor Series always was and when it was way better. Yes. Um, there's no reason to do brand supremacy anymore. You can do title versus title, but I think those, those big uh, multi-person matches should be for a grudge of some kind as opposed to you happen to wear a different color shirt than i do you know uh, see i want to beat you up right now though for wearing that purple shirt so it's true mine is a different color than yours it's true so therefore um we shall uh, yeah so we get um we get champa versus aj styles this sucker humped yeah it did. so 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 hard it was everything i wanted 
from after on, on Saturday where we where we saw AJ Styles chasing Ciampa into the crowd and was like, ooh, we're gonna get a Ciampa versus AJ Styles match. And I bet Hunter lets it be good. And it was, it was very, very good. A lot of really brutal strikes. Ciampa like like countering the first um Styles clash in a way I'd never seen before, where like like he got his arms underneath behind, you know, AJ's uh, legs, the way it starts, but then he just like wrapped his arms around it. So there's no way AJ could go anywhere with it. That was, that was a really cool way of doing it. I thought that was excellent. Um, uh, Sampa is doing this new thing. I don't think I've ever seen him do before, which is like a leapfrog famouser, like from behind. He yes, leaps over yeah. the guy and does it. I hadn't seen him do that before. I think it's really cool. It, it helps his, his arsenal a lot. I think it's great. Um, Miz gets involved, puts Ciampa's leg on the uh, 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 on the on the rope after a Styles clash. Um, then AJ gets pissed about uh, about Miz uh, doing that. They fight on the outside. Ciampa uh, makes sure that Miz and and uh, AJ go topple over in uh, into the timekeepers area, and then we get um, a a replica of the thing I hated from AEW last week, which is uh, the the heels buddy grabs a hold of the of the baby face's leg and won't let him get back in the ring until right before the thing happens, and then uh, and then that guy walks into a couple of big moves and loses. Now here I'll tell you why it was good, as opposed to why it was bad last time. Um, the reason why it was good here is because I had never seen a Miz is entirely hidden by like the the timekeeper's barricade. Um, there's no way the ref can see him. The camera placement to show you where the Miz was while he was doing it was great. A AJ trying to shake him off was excellent. Um, and then AJ getting into Champa. Champa should be beating AJ Styles for to get this moment, but it's also part of what he's been doing with The Miz the whole time is cheating over and over again. The Miz also, crucially, was out there from the beginning, always getting involved. He wasn't, like, sitting behind the barricade the whole time waiting for an opportunity to reach up and grab uh, 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 AJ's leg. I think there are crucial differences that make it actually better here than it was before. Also, I'm used to that kind of bullshit happening in WWE. Correct. So I kind of give it more of a pass, but I also give it a pass because of the fact that um, Ciampa wins the match, which is a huge step for Ciampa. And after you talk about this match, then we will talk about what this possibly means for next week. Match is great. Let's talk about next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just so excited for the possibilities. But this match really was great. I actually thought The Miz was really good in the, like his role in this. It looked way less more, way less more, way less telegraphed and way more natural mm -hmm. um, than a lot of the, hey, I'm interfering with you spots that we get. Yeah. I thought he, he actually did really good with this. This wasn't the main event of a show that included a Brian Danielson return and the making of a new star. So yeah. I also like it better here. And to your point, it, it fits in perfectly with the ongoing context and not that we didn't have two feuding stables in AEW, but like, like that could have just been one of the best 
technical matches that we've ever seen. Like that didn't need that to be muddied up. So nope. to your point, it fits the environment better. I didn't hate. Um, I know. As much as you did. I didn't like it. And I also just don't like Jake Hager, to be honest. So um, <laughs> that was part of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was good. I just can't believe that we're now talking about Ciampa versus Bobby Lashley, all, uh, you know, days after. Like in SummerSlam, he was the Mrs. Lackey. He walked out of SummerSlam with a potential story. And now he has a title shot for the U.S. title. And they did a whole video package around the U.S. title about why it's important. Um, whether you agree with the reasons they gave or not, I think it was cool that they did it. They showed the lineage. They showed the lineage going back to WCW, which was interesting. Uh, nodding other promotions is not something WWE has been known for. So that was neat. Um, but I, I thought the match was really, really good. Ciampa pulling out that move out of his arsenal was interesting because it also doesn't necessarily feel like it fits him as a wrestler in a way. Like, yeah. that doesn't feel like a typical Ciampa move, which I thought actually made it interesting because it was still well executed. So this was a ton of fun. I had high expectations for AJ Styles and Ciampa versus each other, but um, this was this was great. And I think Ciampa versus Bobby Lashley is one of those, oh, I didn't know I needed this, but now, it, now it's set and now I need it. Um, and oh my God, they're going to be in Cleveland, which is Johnny Gargano's hometown. Yeah. So, um, way to scoop me. Um, so <laughs> yes, next week is in Cleveland. So you get, um, Ciampa versus Lashley for the U S title in Cleveland. I mean, not that I want to see them run it back on the main roster specifically. I do. Uh, I, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like that story was told and what I'd really love to have gotten was an honest to God second DIY run because I think that those two guys are magic together and oh look there happens to be a set of tag team titles two of them by the way being held by one tag team for way too long and they need a very awesome team to beat them we could still get that we could get that and we could, actually we, retain we, we yes, but well, the thing of it is, is I I, I guess what we would we, we would need is one of th one of two things. If they want to do Gargano versus Champa, then Champa wins, beats Lashley somehow with the help of the Miz and maybe Theory. Open challenge, and and then and then immediately after that in Cleveland, we get Rebel Heart. We get we get Johnny Gargano's theme playing. Johnny Gargano comes out, and then we start up this this feud that runs through the fall more and more of, of Ciampa versus Gargano. Miz is involved, hopefully not as much. Or Ciampa loses, and Miz, because he can't be friends with anybody, beats up uh, Ciampa, tries to beat him down or whatever. Theory helps. I don't know whatever goes on. Uh, and then we get uh, Gargano saving Ciampa, and Ciampa uh, turns babyface because Johnny Gargano is the power of the babyface and infuses him with, with babyfaceness. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I love either of those things, um, but I love Johnny Gargano showing up on Raw on in Cleveland next week. Jesus, DIY to take down the Usos, as the Nerd Guru says, is um, is is amazing. Um, I I they're just they're so so good together. Um, it's probably the best way to introduce a guy like Johnny Gargano to the main roster. Is is in that version of him as opposed to because they're like, what that he look at look at him, he's so little. 
I don't, I don't like, but as part of a tag team, it, it might work. But I think that, that, that Johnny Gargano, Hunter's Johnny Gargano on the main roster could be the best pure underdog baby face that they've had since, since Daniel Bryan in 2014. Agreed. Agreed. I think a tag picture is a good way to go too. Cause I don't think him dethroning Roman is probably the way to go or the way they would want to go. Um, but it's just so interesting. Like all these possibilities now, but uh, I think DIY reuniting would be a really fun way for both of them to get reintegrated. Um, and then versus the Usos as like a era versus era kind of thing. Like, I don't even think there's yeah. that much of an age disparity, but there's definitely a, and a difference in, in the eras that they were brought in. So that could just yeah. be something that's so, so fun of, um, and if they're acknowledging NXT again, it could kind of be like, hey, we were the strongholds of this promotion versus you guys. That just sounds like a blast to me. So, yeah, yes, agreed. Um, yeah. Uh, so here we go. Uh, uh, Nerd Guru says the trips is going to do anything. We know he's going to take care of Champa, and he did. Two big wins tonight. So awesome. And next week, Raw is Cleveland. I hear they like to be yourself, they like to not be no one else. Rebel Hearts. This Rebel Raw. This Rebel Raw. Uh, the batted one Jam Beard says, as fun as Gargano coming back uh, could be, Raw does not need him. Put him and Candice on SmackDown. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, I mean, perhaps. But Champa's on Raw, and they have to be together at all times. In my head. Um, it's it's just Roz Roz in Cleveland. Like I don't I don't know how else to say this. It's, <laughs> it's just it's too perfect. Roz in Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. Um, yeah. I also don't yes. know what the roster split stuff looks like anymore. Like there might be some major changes coming down the pike. The brand split is a myth. Like they could just put somebody on SmackDown or on Raw that's been on. That nobody's blah. Nobody cares. Um, uh, honestly, um, so. Aha, the prospect of Gargano and Cleveland manifested the porn bots. <laughs> well, it's a sexy idea. It is it's very sexy. It's hot. Um also let's not let's not lose sight of the fact that Ciampa versus Bobby Lashley is gonna be really, really good. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Chomp Ciampa is not the usual little guy that um Lashley is used to throwing around all over the place. Or medium guy, even Lashley's but, a big dude. <laughs> Because because Lashley's they they list they say he's two hundred and one pounds no Lashley uh, Champa, um, so it'll be interesting to see because there's always that the eye test of like you, you you get one of these young these little indie guys in the ring with one of Vince's dudes that kind of body type and you have to see like does it make sense and I I've never actually sub subscribed to that but a lot of people still do. Um, and, yeah, uh, if, if Brian Danielson didn't ruin that for you, I don't know who's gonna. But yeah. there are still people that think that way. They still do. Um, okay, here we go. At this point, oh, here we go. the line drive says Raw doesn't need Johnny, but Raw has all of Johnny's story threads from the way DIY, etc. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That is true. That is true. Um, the the only other guy, that, the the only thing I could think of is. Um, if you're not gonna do babyface Chad Gable being the guy to feud with uh, Gunther for the IC title, oh my God, Gargano then Johnny, versus Gable. Gargano, no, no, then Gargano versus Gunther 
is an amazing oh, hell yeah. Yeah. David and Goliath story that you could tell. You could even do um, DIY versus him and Ludwig. Yeah, you, you could. Hey, didn't they have a third guy there? Wasn't that a thing at some point? What, what's he doing now? Is he doing anything? Giovanni Vinci. Uh, Giovanni Vinci. It's a me, Giovanni. Um, so we got the Messieurs versus the Usos. And I said, all that had to happen for tonight to go down as a classic, like one of the best Raws of the decade, was for them to not do the dumb thing and put the titles on the Mysterios. Just please don't don't do the thing like, hey, it's a shock value. But you know, all of this story of the Street Profits, can they get there? Can they possibly beat them? The answer was no, because Jeff Jarrett, and now we're just going to hot shot the Mysterios into a title, into the title picture and have them win because shock value. Please don't do it. Thank God they didn't. So that's all. So that's all I'll say. Um, also, this is, this is our main event. So get in your super chats and your humper chats because we're coming down home struts and smash that like button because we actually got to like raw today mm-hmm. up through and including the main event. Uh, I will... I do not care about Dominic Mysterio. I do care that he doesn't win the tag team titles from the Usos. Mm-hmm. They did not. My hope of all hopes was Naomi shows up and, and joins the bloodline, right? Like that would have been insane. It would have been weird to do that at 11 o'clock at night, but that would have been it the main event. Been. Yeah. Um, But like with the way that they were hinting about SummerSlam being in the rear view and this being a statement episode, I was like, are they going to do that? So that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also thought this might have led to a heel turn of Dom on Ray. That didn't happen either. Uh, but the match itself was was good enough. Um, I don't understand Ray Mysterio. Like, as a, as a person, I don't understand how his body is physically able to do things that stem, he does. Stem cells in the knees do do wonders for a man his age evidently because he can still move um but yeah this was fine and then what happened after which we can we can get into now uh lorenzo torres says alex your tweets about dom are amazing i will say this dom had his uh his best showing i think i've ever seen from him and it was it was it was was still not great but it was his best one i've ever seen from him still not great um he does he does a very formulaic hot tag it's the same stuff. Um, he still looks painfully awkward trying to do a six one nine, which is tough because like that's your family's signature maneuver. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, NCB says Kevin Dunn did at least ten camera cuts. Was Jimmy was about to superplex Dom? WTF? That was a very very odd thing. Um, very odd. Um... This was probably uh, Dom's best performance. And even like that cross body to the outside was kind of good. <laughs> like, it's rough. Yeah. Um, but... Nurguru uh, says, what should have happened on this show is the Uso should have jumped Dom before the match. And then Ray goes it along. But then Legato del Fantasma comes out to help. Oh, him. that would have been epic. Like I Santos, Santos tweeted out a little thing of himself getting into gear tonight and that was it just a really quick little video and i was like man santos shows up tonight on hunter is raw like i i i don't i don't even know yeah, put him on smackdown and have the rest yeah. of them come up and have a feud with the bloodline yeah 
It'd be, it would be nice. We, I, I, we, I, we'll have to see what they have planned for SmackDown for realties now. Um, uh, Jordan Cooper says, EO given a showcase in a long match. Ciampa going over twice in one night. Dom getting totally murked by everyone at the end. Did Alex book this show? <laughs> Felt that way at points. Um, Jake Allison says AEW mark here first full raw ever may check back when Cody is back. I don't know when is why is Dom so mid? Why do people have multiple segments? Hard to watch. Uh, if you think this was hard to watch, you should have seen it the past. I don't know. Three years. Yes. Um, I think three hours of wrestling is a very hard task in general. Uh Beyond that. Um, this was probably the best raw in three years. <laughs> so if you didn't like this, stick with your two hours of AEW. Yeah, it it has the potential to be something really, really great, like a, and, a nice a nice blend of the, the 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 overall production value and the the feel of the main roster coupled with the the work uh, uh, and the characters of and the the just straight up logic. Of of top tier NXT. That's it. Just the logic alone. And to answer your question about Dom being mid, it's because he is what we affectionately call a shamrock shake because he's still pretty green at this and also so vanilla to watch. Ergo, yeah. a shamrock shake. Yeah. He is a shamrock shake because he is both green and vanilla. The bad into one Jim Beard says Buff Rhea in her new gear reminds me of China. So uh, here comes um, a, 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 here comes after the match. Dominic lost to a one to a one D. Uh, he tried to go it alone because Ray got something happened to Ray. Ray was on the outside, couldn't save his son. So uh, so Dominic lost because he's not good enough to recognize a blind tag. Because they ah oh, there's the inexperience of Dominic. I like that in storyline he's an idiot. I like that like according to canon he's a moron who doesn't know what he's doing. I like that. That's a good thing. But anyway, he lost, and then immediately afterwards, um, we get um, Judgment Day because this feud with the Mysterios apparently has to keep going. Um, and so they they they're beating up Dominic, beating up Ray, and then Edge's music hits. Edge comes down to clear the ring, um, but before before he's able to come down and help them, Rhea has just decided she's going to take it upon herself to make. Dominic a man she like wraps her thighs around his face and is just squeezing for all she's worth like it was just crazy I saw I saw a whole bunch of stuff of that that picture of her doing that to him and every like just every just every, somebody did the whole thing of like why is everyone so shameless like like people were using the the Dolph Ziggler clip it should have been me it should have been me um uh yeah all this kind of stuff uh, i i want that to be me all that kind of stuff uh, it's TG fun matthews says, guys so be happy for him he had a long trajectory to get here <laughs> tg says as long as Rhea beats up dom she's a face to me um and then uh of course uh edge comes in uh hit runs off people uh is it hits is about to hit a spear on finn but then Rhea somehow standing on the outside shoves Dominic, who knocks Finn out of the way, so Dominic gets speared by Edge. And I couldn't help myself, even though I think Leather Daddy Edge sucks. I was sitting there when he speared Dominic like this. I was I was all the rubes reacting to his music. 
but I was reacting to Dominic spearing, uh, speared in half by Edge. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I pop for when you call everybody that just goes along with Edge rubes. That's something that makes me pop. Um, I didn't like love this, but at the same time, from a wrestling standpoint, I get it. I don't need this feud to continue, certainly, but I'm like, oh, yeah, you sent your first crowd home extremely happy. Like, Edge's sure. music hit, everyone went nuts. You closed the show with a face edge. I get it. It's not, like, my favorite thing on the show, but I understand um, why it went the way that it did. And, uh, yeah, Rhea is great. I can't wait for her and Bianca to feud. Yeah, it's going to be so good when they get there. Let's let let's get her clear of whatever the hell this is yes. and let her get involved in some real women's matches because you know they're never actually going to let her beat the hell out of, you know, a, a dude in an actual match, which no, is what? No, it's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, there's, I, I still say there was an, uh, there's an opportunity still to do this now. You can even do it right now. Of uh, of Sami Zayn doing an Andy Kaufman, I'll fight any woman here type of thing because he'd be the perfect guy to do it. And the, and the woman who who accepts the challenge is Rhea Ripley, who beats the stuffing out of Sami Zayn because he'd sell so hard for her. It would be really really great. Um, it would rule. Uh, They'll never the, do it. No, the line drive says Dom's safe word is poppy. Uh, the battle of one James uh, says. Uh, um, who was a more rubbish stable retribution or early two thousands underworld leather judgment day. Um, I mean, retribution was, was, uh, was an absolute failure, but it was meant to be a failure from the beginning. They, they wanted it. They wanted you to think it was tr trash. They, they, they believe that, that at least at one point they did, they believed that you would be like, wow, the judgment day. They're so cool. Look how cool they are. No. No. Uh, but Retribution also failed both Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim so horribly. So, yeah, the no, toss that was, up. That, yeah, that's bad. Um, so we go, here we go. Um, I'm just trying to do something, says, is it me or is Bailey's faction what the Riot Squad was supposed to be? Jury is still out. Jersey is still out. Yeah, I I think that um, I I, I love uh, Ruby Riot, Ruby Zoho. I think the cachet of Bailey as the leader in the more cat more not the casual fan, but the more casual fan um, immediately elevates the faction because they go, I know her. I, I know she's a big deal. And the fact that she is in, in control of this faction means I should take it more seriously as opposed to, hi, I just got here. I'm Ruby Riot. I have a faction of people that look like they don't belong hanging out with me. Like that didn't actually work. Yeah. I don't think, uh, also like Sarah Logan and Liv just didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Like mm -hmm. ring wise, and I think we're gonna see EO and Dakota do a lot ring wise. And you'll never, you'll never top the context that that was in. You're never gonna top them coming out at SummerSlam. The first thing that that Hunter really gets to do <laughs> is create that. That's just gonna be 
That's never, there's never going to be anything cooler than that. Come on, how awesome. Um, <laughs> Rhea has, has tweeted out a photo, uh, uh, retweeted a photo of someone, of someone, her having Dom in that, in that position. And she is screaming, apparently, who's your poppy, Dom? And he replies, you are. So there, there you go. It's, it's good it's, for it's, him. Good it's for wholesome. him. It's wholesome in this doctored photo. And then there's another one of her squeezing extra hard. And he says, Papa Rhea, please. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy Rhea, please. Uh, okay. So we got some more of these things. Um, Batter to one jam beer says, please go look at Rhea's tweet about being Dom's Poppy tonight. L-M-F-A-O. That is yes, literally awesome. what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, uh EST1 says fans were so quiet because they saw on their phones that the Astros never led in their loss to the lowly Red Sox. Go Yanks versus 70 W's. Um, That's exactly what it was. That is a factually correct super Uh chat. Bid Moon says felt nice to have a good raw. Kate, number one. Well, thank you. Kate is the best. Kate, number one. Yeah. Kate is the best. Kate, number one. Um... Uh, Ollie Dan says I haven't watched Raw in years but decided to do so since the the HHH is in charge loved seeing the women as a focal point, Montez is a star, prestige on the US title and the show ended with a tag match, wasn't perfect but I was was happy I decided to watch there you go go. that's it, Um, just don't make me feel like I wasted three hours of my life, that's all I ask Emily, Emily Duda says uh the houston crowd didn't deserve this show triple h killed it also petitioned to permanently replace graves with booker t booker t did the commentary for the for the main event yeah wasn't it um us 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 contender yeah there you go um uh i don't know (laughs) i'm not big i'm not really partial to booker t on commentary he does a lot of burying of people yeah um uh so I'm just trying to do something. Says uh, one more thing. Imagine being Bailey and to hear that 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 thing Vince shot down and is being picked up by Hunter after he takes over creative. Yeah, Vince was like, "What, Bailey and who? Nah, we're not gonna do that, kid. No thanks, pal." As a matter of fact, let's release one of them. Um, and then Hunter was like, "Actually, that thing we pitched uh, six months ago. Let's do that." Yep. All you have to do is just not reject the good ideas, and let let the and let the bad ones slide. That's all you got to do. Um, Jesse Ozog says, "I did this one already, but keep in my uh, about my uh, Triple H and WWE. I'd like bright metal on a sullen ground. My reformation glittering o'er my fault shall show more goodly and attract more eyes." than that which hath no foil to set it off. Jesse Ozog, of course, for those of you who are unaware, is our Shakespeare scholar in the chat. Like, for reals. Yeah, no, for, for serious. For serious. Um, Joel Wood says, Triple H did a lot of the things on Raw that made NXT so special from 2014 to 2018. Matches getting time, highlighting the women, telling simple but effective stories, and letting people talk normal. That Who was would a have big thunk difference. It? Who would have thunk it? Seth's promo. Talk normal. I was like, oh my God, he's goading the crowd and walking around. 
-hmm. Like the stand still and wait for the cute and crowd reaction yeah. stuff was awful, yeah. man. Yeah. Little things. Um, yeah. Uh, so we get a um, uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says, I think it's obvious why Raw was so good tonight. Denise was bringing the whole show down. We're not here to slander Denise. We're not, not um, here to slander Not during Denise. her honeymoon. My God. Not during her honeymoon. I'm doing Joel my Wood. best Denise impression right now. Mm -hmm. Lift my veil. Joel Wood says, uh, so, the, so the biggest question here is simple. If Triple H turns Raw and SmackDown around, what will Alex change the name of his show to? The Sweet Sheet. The Sweet we decided. Sheet. The Sweet Sheet. What well, if it's somewhere in between? I think it should be called like oh. the Tart Heart. Okay. Uh, IBN nineteen eighty nine says <laughs> just my opinion, but nothing about this raw seemed like a statement raw. I changed the channel halfway through. Like you're you're more than welcome to to have your opinion about it, and it, I mean that's fine. If you don't like it, that's okay. Um, there are a lot of people somehow. Who loved Vince's version of WWE? Loved it. Paid lots of money to to to, to attend shows and do all this kind of stuff. Um, I I personally think it could have been a, a lot a lot better. Uh, and it's been in, in in the in the way of focusing more on the women, giving the matches time, letting the letting the matches when you have them actually have finishes and 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 let the wrestlers re wrestle each other. Let wrestlers be called wrestlers. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Says interesting question. Who should Logan Paul feud with next? I don't know. Goldberg. I, I, I don't know. Like honestly, don't waste anybody good's time. That's Brock Lesnar. It should be Brock. Should be Brock. Bro what are you gonna Brock re rehire John Morrison? Brock murdering Logan Paul would be something I, I would watch. I would watch. Um, uh, Hamancito Gomez said, didn't Ciampa beat The Miz at that NXT SmackDown? He did. He <laughs> kicked The Miz's ass. He, he murdered The Miz. Hey, double S. Um, Apex Calibre says, who from AEW comes back? FTR, Moxley, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt, I I think he would never have considered it before. He might now, depending on the level of creative freedom they give him. They're not going to completely tear apart this thing that he built himself over oh. over years. His relationship then. with Vince was contentious, like specifically Vince. Mm -hmm. Um, I think yeah, I think he's the guy. I think Braun Strowman, FDR, I don't think comes back because if they're happy with their pay at all. Because mm -hmm. why would you? Like, yeah. what they're doing now is the best tag work ever in history of tag team wrestling, or at least some of it. Um, Moxley, I think, is just going to run till the wheels fall off doing whatever he's doing right now. Like, his favorite yeah. stuff is fighting all of Japan. So I, yes. <laughs> I don't think he comes back. Maybe for, like, a short, um, like, Shield reunion thing at some point, but... I do mm -hmm. think the door is way more open now. I think you might see people that got raised in AEW 
at least entertaining options from WWE. Right. Dave Philly says, even though he didn't get didn't win it, it was nice to see Chad Gable get more time in the ring to show everyone just how good he is. That is very, very true. So Meet, Meet Normus says Raw was okay, but I'd rather watch Wea Rhea whoop Dom's ass for three hours. Where's the fiend and Sasha and Naomi? Kate bangs or five star Alex. Great shirt. Oh, and Linda cut the shit. I, I was hoping for seven star bangs, to be honest. Sasha mm -hmm. and Naomi got to come back to SmackDown, man. Like, it's so loaded on Raw right now. Yeah, it really is. You got to have somebody on SmackDown. It's the it's the Fox show. It's on network TV. You got to yeah. do something. Um, Bailar Lasagna says, outside of the U.S. title stuff, this still smelt like Raw per usual. Excited about the new additions, but the women's segment both ending in non-finishes with the fancy new heel stable looking like chumps at the end really rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, one of the two's got to stand in the ring, and the other two, the, the other faction sits stands below. They weren't. I would say they looked like chumps, but it's the, the tease of further brawls and more matches down the line that really gets me um, excited. I agree. I agree with that. I understand what you're saying, but I was so excited. Just little stuff like men and women interacting backstage and mm -hmm. Mustafa Ali being on my TV. Like I was very encouraged by what we saw tonight. Now I'll say I thought it was a strong episode of wrestling. It feels like a miracle because of what we've been getting for the past three years. Like this is definitely um, has a magnifying glass on it because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so now uh, we 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 do something here normally on Tuesdays that is weird for those of fired. you who 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 don't normally like who don't normally watch us, which is at least half of you. Um, okay, here's the thing. I'll explain it really quick, really fast. <laughs> NXT has been insufferable, and we have to do a post show about it every Tuesday. So to make it fun, we have developed. A cast of characters, some of whom are wrestlers, some of who are women in their either 50s or their 200s. We're not really sure, but it doesn't make sense out of context. But when you have to watch and review NXT 2.0, we were, we're just trying to make it entertaining for people. So now we have this weird Duke Box segment of our post show, which shall now commence. <clears throat> the battered of one Jam Beard says, do we get a Monday night sing along? Yes. And also, are we going to get more killer uh, Segway Kate tonight? Yes, we got that. Um, so uh, the, the first one that we did was uh, from uh, the NCB who requested um, um, Biological Didn't Bother by Shaquille O'Neal as wrapped by Finn Balor, who, as we all, who, as we all know, his, his biggest insult is, you're a bad father. Okay, here we go. Because <clears throat> he holds the microphone like this. Biological fodder left me in the cold when a few months old. As a father's child was great, greater than gold, but I guess not. You brought me into the world, but you're not my dad. Mess around with those drugs, make my moms mad. So we left you with no remorseful pity. Took the first bus from York to Jersey City. War women and child alone. Now that's pressure. Mom's got to go work. Drop me off. By obey some mama, Aunt Didi, whoever Aunt Falma, Uncle Roy, we stuck together. A year went by and I could walk, y'all. In short, 
You're a bad father. <laughs> anyway, not 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 my best. Not my best. Um, uh, so uh, uh, so now we want um, okay. Uh, William Regal singing "What" by Captain Sensible. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling fine. Uh, but this cat starts banging, man. What a swine. So I called reception, but to no avail. That's why I'm telling you this sorry tale. It went bang, bang. I said, shut up. It went bang, bang. I said, wrap up. Well, I'm aware that this guy must do his work, but the pile driver man drove me berserk. He said, Captain, I said, what? He said, Captain, I said, what? He said, Captain, I said, what? He said, Captain, he said, what do you want? War games! I'm really sorry to people who, who don't know what the hell this is, but we, we got all this. It's super, what we do. We got super chats. I have to do the thing. The thing. Um, Tony, Tony D'Angelo from NXT 2.0 singing Mambo Italiano by Dean Martin as requested by Jake Salazar. <clears throat> hey, Mambo, Mambo Italiano. Hey, Mambo, Mambo Italiano. Go, go, go. You mixed up Siciliano. Hey, all you calabrese, do the mambo like a crazy with the hey mambo. Don't want a tarantella. Hey, mambo. No more mozzarella. Hey, mambo. Mambo Italiana. Try an enchilada with your fish by a cara. Hey, gabagool. Yeah, yeah, what's with you? <laughs> this is such a weird thing to be doing for people who don't know what this thing is. It's bizarro week here at Fightful and now you get some Tuesday night flavor yeah. on your Monday night show. Yeah. Somebody's requested Imposter by Jim Carrey. The batter to one Jim, Jim Beard has requested this but but has not actually said uh, who I'm supposed to be. Um, so I'm just going to do it as Gunther. <clears throat> it's never Nathan Fraser. No, it's never going to be Nathan Fraser. Uh, it's Gunther. <clears throat> Imposter! I'm just a middle-class white kid from Toronto. In spite of how I sound, my single and platinum. I'm bigger than Marley and Jimmy and Yellow Man, but I'm not even Malato. My reggae is watered down. Hear me on the radio. Think I could not be blacker? What? But on my video, you see, I'm really a cracker. This, this is. I'm not going to read any of these things. <laughs> these are terrible things for me to read. Like Vanilla Ice, the people are sick of me. They put my boom boom down. No, no. I am the intercontinental champion. <laughs> I no, I'm not gonna. No, he doesn't no, have was, like a tagline. No, so no, you're no, just no, saying just say he's so the champion. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, Bill Alpha Bill says, "I came. I, I came that so fit Finley as Wilford Brimley." I don't even know what that means. Wil Wilford Brim. Do you just say diabetes? <laughs> Dot. How, how does Fit Finley sound? It has been a long time since I heard a Fit Finley promo. Diabetes. No, probably not. That was that was as close as I could get, Bill. Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna get fired. So fired. Um, <laughs> Jake Salazar. People paid for these. I uh, know. Jake Salazar. Jake Salazar said, can Linda sing Grind With Me by Pretty Ricky? I didn't even know Ricky Starks did songs. 
baby grind on me relax your mind take your time on me let me get deeper shorty right on me now come and sex me till your body gets weak we slow grinding baby grind on me relax your mind take your time on me let me get deeper shorty right on me uh now come and sex me till your body gets weak we just it just repeats itself ad nauseum there but that's all with that okay we got to, we had a couple more of these for from me for linda um here we go uh the batter to one jam beard says can we get uh linda singing across the nation by union underground it's so much more fun when people don't know what's going on now get the drug the guns the drugs from my generation i'll take the fall the saints across the nation and it's the sex the gods the freaks the frauds they're messing with me come on come on come on let's get it on move to the music play that freaking music move to the music yeah let's get it on move to my music play that freaking music live through my music yeah you know your your music is that rat pack stuff though uh yeah it's not really for me yeah um, here we go. I'm very uh, complimented, Mateo, that you equate this to anything that RJ City does. We have seen AEW. It's fantastic. We're as weird, but maybe not as directionally focused. That's true. Uh, the badge of one jam beard saying that the, the Jim Carrey song, Imposter, is a parody of Snow's Informer song. He did it for, for In Living Color. He says for we the love old the in living color. He says for the old comedy show in living color. And he, when he says the old comedy show, that makes me feel very old. Yes, this is part partly of where this came from. I love it. All right, finally, uh the the Brent Lockman says in the crowd at the Weird Al show. So why keep the crazy to Tuesday? Let's have a Linda singing Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go uh it's a weird l song sung by me linda dare to be stupid put down that chainsaw and listen to me it's time for us to join in the fight it's time to let your babies grow up to be cowboys it's time to let the bed bugs bite you better put all your eggs in one basket you better count your chickens before they hatch you better sell some wine before it's time. You better find yourself an itch to scratch. You better squeeze all the shaman you can while Mr. Whipple's not around. Stick your head in the microwave. Get yourself a tan. Talk with your mouthful. Bite the hand that feeds you. Bite off more than you can chew. What can you do? You can dare to be stupid, which of course is what I've what I've been doing now because we're both going to get fired. <laughs> I think this is an unsubstantiated rumor and it's a lot of crap, but yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, an actual one from an actual serious person who says, uh, John says, what about uh, Braun coming back this Friday in South Carolina? And then Bray comes back. Uh, and so we'll get the Wyatt family taking the titles away from the, from the Usos. That would be fun, but I don't think they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, uh yeah i i i the, the, raise a pay-per-view still, return still to this day 
the the one of the craziest the, i think those might be the two craziest releases in in my mind that's that insane that happened Bray because he was a damn merch machine and they could have ridden him to so much money and braun because how is braun not vince's ultimate giant guy like it didn't make any sense um there you go so that that was um <laughs> Linda's Linda's a thing. Linda's a thing that exists. Thank you, Mateo. If you liked our zaniness, you can tune in tomorrow on our NXT post show. Thank you, Lorenzo. Oh um, my gosh! Please tweet that at Sean so we don't get fired. Yeah, please. Sean hates. Hold, Linda. hold, hold on. I'm gonna go. What do I do here? I'm gonna do a screenshot so I have this for posterity. No, there we go. Here we go. Okay, uh, there we are. I got this now. I'm gonna save this. Save as. I'm going to save it to my photos. There we go. Okay, here we are. Now I can show this to Sean, and we're going to get more viewers tomorrow. It's wonderful. Um, it's we really did. It was like NXT was so bad for so long that we we brought in, we started doing, organically, we started doing characters because it wasn't fun to talk about NXT very much. So we made it fun. There's a lot of costumes over there. There's some signage. There's a lot of props. And there's some singing. I would say two-thirds to three-quarters of our audience every week does not watch NXT 2.0. Yeah, that's probably accurate. I wonder what it'll be it, this week, though. It'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Sean despises Linda. Sean <laughs> cannot stand it. Um, Thank yeah. you, Mateo, for becoming a new member to YouTube. Think of it this way, Alex. They replaced Braun with Omos, Aziz, and Vin Wagner. It's true. I don't watch NXT 2.0, but I never miss Tuesday's Sour Graps. See? Y'all rule. See? That's great. <sighs> um, well, all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. You this can like, this, hang out with us this again is, tomorrow. This is double the audience we normally get for, for, for a Tuesday show. So um, thank you. So we hope you liked all of our zaniness at the end. Watch the NXT post show tomorrow here back on Fightful YouTube. Wednesdays, mm -hmm. I'm on the Mark Order podcast, but Alex is also right back here reviewing AEW Dynamite. Friday, I'm doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown on the main. Alex is doing sour grass behind the paywall. I usually hop on there and rant about stuff I don't like, but now there might be stuff to like. So I plugged all our shows for the week, but you can also follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and on TikTok. And you can follow me at Kate's Instagrams on social media. Alex, where can the good people find you? You can find me uh, uh, on the on the on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Normally tweeting about uh, you know all manner of things, but mostly about how much Dom sucks. <laughs> Shamrock Shake. Getting speared in half by Edge and choked out by Rhea's thighs. What a what a night. <laughs> Have you seen Mally Shannon doing her Linder impressions in the Lender commercial? Yes, I have. I think it's a it's a terrible knockoff. I deserve to be copy I that is copyright infringement. And it's I am the wish planning, version of you, darling. It's the wish I am version planning of you. A lawsuit. Everybody else, uh, thanks for hanging out. Everything sucks less.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.